You're listening to the Kingdom Mentor Podcast. It's a division of iKings Media. This podcast is all about you and your voice, your true identity in the vine. Learn how to get unstuck from the issues that bind you so you can be the real you. So invite a friend and let's get together over a cup of coffee and let's discover our voice, share our voice, and maybe even market your voice. Hey, you are listening to the Kingdom Mentor Podcast. I'm Teresa Croft. I'm so glad you are here. I'm your host for the next few minutes. You know, I have a passion to really help you find your voice. I'm a Kingdom Mentor who helps women get over the drama, the trauma, win the shame game, and basically to get unstuck, to find their voice from the foundation of identity. Passionate about that. I'm also passionate about you sharing and marketing your voice online, where you get to that place where people know you, they like you, and they trust you, which leads to they buy from you. So I thought in this podcast I would do something a little different, and that's just kind of share more of my story to help you find some clues yourself to really find your voice, the true voice that's founded in your identity. And you know, sometimes it has to be an identity crash to really have a story where you rise up from the ash of the crash and be able to share. So I'd like to do that. Is that okay? You know, I shared some of this in a podcast uh, interview, which you might not be able to hear. So I thought I'd kind of go through this again. And in the end, I'm going to give you three keys to help you really find your voice. But first, can I share a little bit of my story? I had two passions in life growing up, sports and microphones. Don't ask me why about the microphone. I remember when my dad came home uh, one day from work. I was very young. And he had this modern technology a tape recorder with a microphone. And he hid it under the bed. Well, of course, I found it. And I remember spending hours playing, talking into that recorder, doing my own show, being one minute I'm Carol Burnett, the next I'm Howard Cosell or Walter Cronkite. I tried to interview my brothers, but they could only, you know, be interested in so long. But what was interesting about this is, you know, it's interesting. I've listened to a few other podcasters and they say the same thing. I've heard this more than once now that a lot of them started by pretending to talk into a microphone and have their own shows. It was interesting, and this was around the time I was in first grade. We moved from a school that taught phonetics into a school that talked regular. I don't even know if they even teach phonetics, how to read by phonetically, by how it sounds. So when halfway through in first grade, I was moved into where they all knew the right way to do it. And I remember kind of being scarred by the teacher making fun of me by how I wrote because I was writing phonetically. But one pivotal thing is I was in the lowest reading group and we got to spend the most time up front around a pretend microphone <laughs> to read out loud. I was like, I'm so glad. I just, there's some about a microphone. Of course, I said I, I was passionate about sports. I went on into life um, focusing on golf, and I always thought, you know, I always wanted to do really well, make it professionally, so I'd have a platform to speak, to share about my Christian life, about being a Christian. Well, that kind of crashed and burned after about three years of playing professionally on the minor leagues. But one thing, how did my voice come in with the golf? Check this out. I was a... Uh, surrounded with a group of fellow golfers that loved Christian music, and I did too. So what did I do? When I had off the off season, I would go home 
And I would talk into a microphone as the DJ, and I compiled these tapes, KYSS tape series. Know you're someone special. And I would hand them out to my friends. Back then, they didn't have satellite radio or Salem radio. And it was just an extension of who I was. I loved doing it. I love the responses of people when they listened. I remember I even did an Amy Grant one. I had some audio from a radio station that they let me use, and I compiled the step in time or moment in time with Amy Grant. So I had her voice mixed in with, you know, telling the journey of her life. And it was interesting. One of my friends out of Nashville gave that tape to Amy's mom, and she shared the note. It was so precious that her mom said that was one of the most precious things she's ever heard. She was going to pass it on to her managers. And it was interesting. Six months later, she came out with this release. I think it was called A Moment in Time. And I thought, wow, that's just like what I did. It took me years later to realize they liked Amy. If Amy's mom likes it, we're going to do something like this. Anyway, side note on my voice. Well, I eventually crashed and burned and, and retired from Christian from golf, not from Christian radio. And I really wanted to get into Christian radio. And at the time, there was this major FM station outside of Atlanta that I did not know had an ad in the paper looking for an announcer. I did not know that. All I did was like, I've got to do this. Send in my resume, send in a demo tape. What was the demo tape? It was one of the KYSS tape series. If I would have read the ad, I would not have applied because the ad said you must have two years experience. So I sent in the KYSS tape series. Lo and behold, I got hired. And I spent 15 and a half years of being able to talk and make a living. It was awesome. From the weather to the news to the daily Bible verses, talking in between the songs. It was like... You know, it was, I'm in front of a microphone. It was awesome. I rarely had a bad day because I realized early on, God told me, he said, Teresa, just saying the weather or just saying good morning, I want to anoint your voice to bring hope to others. So I really had a bad day. Raised two babies. Yeah, I literally got to take the babies in to work. And then they got a certain age and I took them to daycare. My son, who uh, stayed the whole time at the radio station, he thought that was just his second home because the radio station was in a home. Anyway, so there you go. I, then I had 15 and a half years talking into a radio, just like awesome. But I know towards the latter part of it, I was getting a little angst because if people knew me, and only because I was on the radio and they wanted to be my friend, I didn't like that. I thought, well, what if they didn't know? What if I wasn't on the radio? Would you be my friend? So I was already going through some identity issues. Well, after 15 and a half years, because of my husband's success in his business, I had to retire. We were moving to another area. And I remember those months after, I felt like something died inside of me. I went on this massive search of trying to find my voice. I did one MLM after another, trying to find my voice. After one year of cold calling, which I hate being on the phone, maybe one or two or three people I like being on the phone, I I started studying and looking online, and then I got lit meaning lit up by marketing. I mean, I would just study and study. I would get up real early and have my quiet time, read the Bible, and then go into studying marketing and then get the kids up for school and drive them to school. So I was just passionate. And I loved video too, by the way, (laughs) 
one minute I'd be talking about uh, how to buy a certain golf club. The next minute I'd be sharing a word from the, the Word of God. I mean, I was just all over the place trying to find myself, trying to find my voice. Well, all that marketing studying did pay off when I landed an ideal client. I mean, this was like you couldn't get any better for me. And I dove in to that client. I put down the writing. I was writing Listen to the Vine Dressers back then. I put down my own writing. I put down my own video, and I just dove into this one client. The good thing was everything I had learned helped. I created their email marketing, their social media marketing to help them become an online influencer. And it was just awesome. But halfway through, my ever-wise husband looked at me and he said, Teresa, you're losing your voice. And I didn't know what that meant. It was like a foreign language. I'm losing my voice. What he meant was you're not taking care of your own voice. You're becoming and helping the voice of your client, but you're totally leaving behind your own voice. Well, after over two years, uh, that client dropped me, and I realized the truth. Friend, I had lost my voice. I did not know who I was. I did. I crashed. I, I burned, and I was restless. I had so much angst about my purpose and... Well, it's interesting, during that time, I did go back to writing Vine Dresser Words. I went back to realizing that it you got to know who you are, your identity. And I'll never forget uh, sitting at the kitchen table with my husband, and he says, Teresa, what's your greatest gift? And I'm thinking, duh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I liked marketing, but I hadn't had a client. This is before I had that client. And he said, Teresa, you love to pray. So what did that do? 2012. I went on this journey for two years of getting up at 6 a.m. This is before Facebook Live. And I would go live with a service called Spreecast. They could see us. All we could see was their thumbnail on the, on the picture, on the screen. Spreecast. And we would simulcast on Screeper, Spreaker Web Radio. Say that fast. Spreaker Web Radio. And my little 15-year-old daughter would get up with me from 14 to 15. And she'd read the Bible verse. We'd have um, Bible uh, prayer requests because we always said, how can we pray for you all through our social media? And I would just pray, look into the camera and pray for two and a half, actually two and a half years. Something was stirring. See, something was brewing that I was getting to talk into a microphone. Once again, identity attached to that microphone. But I still was restless. And then it came when Dave, my husband Dave, said something to me that sent me on a journey on identity, he said, we are spirit beings having a human experience. It made me dive into the Gospels, dive into finding out what is the kingdom of God. Two years of the School of the Supernatural, which is Atlanta, Bethel Atlanta School of the Supernatural, which is all about identity, just shoring up those things I had learned from the Word, realizing that to truly find your voice, you have to, it has to come from that place of your identity. It's like your voice, friend, carries the cadence of heaven. And that cadence connects to the DNA of you that's lined in your very DNA that connects to heaven. 
that out of your identity, really knowing who you are, rises up a voice. Now, your voice may not just literally be a voice. It may rise up in your teaching and your coaching. It may rise up in your painting. It may rise up in something crafty you do. It's just like that area where you just, "Ah, this is where I belong. It's just like this contentment. And that's why I call it the hum of heaven. You know, you drink a first cup of sip of coffee or tea and you just kind of sigh. That to me is the connection of your identity to your voice, to your purpose. Pretty cool. So after really understanding that, I started, my husband said, Teresa, you need to teach this. And of course I scoffed him. And then I realized, wait a minute, I need to listen to him. So I started the Kingdom Mentor Academy. And many years later, still at it, still passionate, and even more realizing that it's your voice that is behind your purpose. I remember uh, I was starting to read books, uh, The Prophetic Voice, uh, Lana Bowser, Betsy Jacobs, and a couple others. And I was like, I was realizing that the, I needed to go into a new phrase, a new phrase. A new, actually, just a new venue with the Kingdom Mentor Academy, and I called it Redeem Your Voice Camp. And I remember talking to my husband about it. I'm like, I'm like, this is amazing. I'm not sure why God's having me go this way, but this is so cool. And he goes, Teresa, uh, what's your favorite show? I said, The Voice. It was back then, not now. And I'm like, oh. So then, let's just go a little bit more with the voice. Then one morning, I'm sitting in my normal place, listening to the Lord. And I'm like, God, I need a key for you from you about the voice. I need to understand what is one key from you to help us with our voice. And at the time, I had one of those uh, Song of Songs from the Passion Translation. It was just a single booklet, and I had it next to me. And he said, Teresa, pick that up and read it. So I did. I was going through chapter one, and I could see the jelly stains and the coffee marks and all the underlining of what I said. This is cool. But, I, you know, I was like just waiting. And then I got to chapter two, verse four, and I stopped dead in my tracks. Almost spilled my coffee, another coffee stain for that page. And it said, he transported me into his house of wine to drink of his love divine. I was reading the third edition. It had a lot more to it. But I thought, there it is. The key to your voice is found in the house of wine. You're like, that sounds so foreign, Teresa. What do you mean? The house of wine is the place where there's, it's like a secret place, but there's a sign upside beside the door before you enter the house of the wine. It says no performance needed. You get to go in and fellowship and drink of the wine of Jesus inebriated by his love. It's that intimate, deep place in the vineyard, which comes, which will you usually come out of it with a restored identity. Oh, wait a minute. Does, God's not defining me by my past. He's defining me by who I am in him. The start of your voice. So that's kind of just a backdrop. I've since gone on to ask the Lord more wisdom and just to really carry out what I preach and that speak life. In 2012, backtrack a sec, I was uh, really studying marketing. This is once again before I got that client. I was really into video and really into understanding uh, search engine optimized websites, SEO, some of the marketing stuff that I've done. That's why I'm also passionate about marketing your voice. And I remember it was I was working a job where I went in at 8 p.m. and left at 8 a.m. It was taking care of my uh, husband's great aunt. So I had the night shift. 
So when she was sleeping, I would just make videos. I would study. And I remember one night, it was like as clear as if you talked to me. I heard the Lord say, Teresa, I've called you to be a life speaker. So I wrote that down because it was just so, and I've kept that in the, in the recesses of my heart all these years. But see, I've called you to be a life speaker. There's no greater life to speak than the abundant life that's offered in Jesus Christ. I hope, if anything, you're catching something that the Holy Spirit would light something inside of you. Because I believe now, more than ever before, there is a war going on and the war's on your voice. So many things stifle it. Shame, trauma, orphan spirit. So many things are constantly warring on your voice. And then you go, if you're listening to this at the time, we got drama of COVID-19, post-election drama. It's pretty intense on your voice. So, so, so let me give you three keys. Can I do that? Three keys. If you're like, I really want to find my voice, but where do I start? These are just my three keys. They're not, they may not work for you, but they sure worked for me. Three keys to find your voice. Look back on your childhood. What did you dream about and what was your play centered on? What did you do to now that correlates with that? I know when I was very young, I like to pretend like I was a preacher, and I would tip open over this apple cart straight up, and I'd climb on top of it wobbly, and I would preach. And now I open up my Apple computer <laughs> So there was a correlation there. Now, let me tell you something. If you've had some trauma, okay, you've had some trauma in your background, that might be the beginning point of finding your voice to be healed from that trauma. That's why I'm so passionate with the Redeem Your Voice Camp, because we do so much of that. So if you can't think of what you did that you did when you were young playing because there was so much trauma, that's still a beginning point. Let's go back and get some healing from the drama of that trauma. Number two, who do you love to help? What makes your heart so happy when you serve and help someone? I know my heart gets so happy when I read testimonies from the Redeem Your Voice camp or online where people are finding real transformation. They're finding and they're out there, his much-loved daughter. They find out that they're chosen. They're set apart. They find out that they have a voice, that they can use that voice at home, that they can use that voice at work, that they become grit, generals releasing identity truths. That's what I see, and I get so excited. So who do you get excited? What makes your heart like? It's kind of like if I had all the money in the world, which if I did, I would still be doing this. Do you hear that? If I had all the money, well, if you had all the money in the world, what would you still want to do? Because it's so deep into your DNA. And then number three, really crucial, show up. Just show up. Begin walking out the dreams as a kingdom person, as a coach you want to be, as a writer, show up and start something. I believe that you show up first for God in a relationship with him. And then no doubt about it, he's going to show up for you. I think this is a great foundation. Show up. And then from that place, as you show up for God, you really learn to find your voice in the Word, and you get to walk out your purpose. Showing up in your dream, it can be messy, but I always believe in this. Imperfect action is better than no action. Did you hear me? Imperfect action 
is better than no action. I remember when I had volume one of Listen to the Vine Dresser, and I really didn't know how to put it on Amazon. I wasn't going to wait around for a publisher. And I remember thinking, this book will stay in my computer, and no one will get to read it if I don't try to figure this out and show up on Amazon. Three books later, I still do the same thing, show up. Still looking for a publisher, but what am I going to do? I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up and share those Vine Dresser words on Facebook, maybe Instagram. I'm going to show up. And then another thing is an excuse is a well-planned lie. An excuse is a well-planned lie. It's so easy to find excuses and get back into that comfy, cozy fear zone. And you just like, you got one excuse after another. But showing up is a step. And then it's another step. Showing up, I believe, you invest in yourself. I know part of my um, journey of learning marketing and even now is I always ask God, show me who I need to be learning from in this season. He's so, he's, God is so awesome in how he leads you to the right people at the right time. So look back on your childhood. Who do you love to serve? What makes your heart purr? And three, show up. Your voice wired into the transformation of you, expressing itself, is a powerful agent. I love what this scholar, N.T. Wright, says. What you do in the present by painting, preaching, singing, sewing, building hospitals, digging wells, campaigning for justice, writing poems, loving your neighbor as yourself, will last into God's future. These activities are not simply ways of making the present life a little less beastly. They are part of what we may call building for God's kingdom. I believe if you're listening to this this long, God's going to use your voice to build for God's kingdom. Your voice is meant to bring heaven to earth. Your voice is important. It's valuable. What you do for him, coming from that place of rest, because it's all finished, the work of the cross is finished, but you come from that place of rest, knowing your identity, you can go forward and work hard and have a display, a radiant display, representative of your voice. I really want to see you shine with your voice. Find your voice. How about a resource? Go to ikingsmedia.com forward slash free voice videos, ikingsmedia.com, free voice videos. I want you to find your voice because guess what, friend? Your voice is so needed right now. As we go into this new year, your voice is really needed. 2021 is a year to rest, to run. You need to be the one that's coming from that place of rest and running with declarations coming from your voice. I appreciate you letting me share like this. And I hope if there's something that hits you, DM me on Instagram at Teresa Croft. DM me, Teresa with an H, and let's talk about your voice. All right, you know the saying, let's say no to striving and yes to abiding so that you can live in the sweet spot of your divine destiny. You've been listening to the Kingdom Mentor Podcast, available on iTunes and other favorite platforms. Hey, for more information and free resources to help you find your voice, market your voice, 
check out ikingsmedia.com. I so appreciate you listening. Would you do me a huge favor and subscribe and write a review? This helps me share hope and life to many more voices. Thank you again. And hey, share this episode with a friend.